Hello and welcome to Canberra Metalheads. We've got Marky Malpas and tonight we'll be catching up with the guys from Stone Sovereign here on Canberra Metalheads.
Hello and welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 62 and uh, that was Stone Sovereign with Across the Boiling Sea. Gonna have a chance later on to catch up with those guys uh, in a recorded interview that JDK and myself did with uh, the band at the basement with their recent gig. And uh, we're gonna kick off the first bracket with some more of the um, that style of uh, folk metal. So to start the next bracket we're gonna have Trollgasm with Swamp Swagger here on Canberra Metalheads. <laughs> Yeah. 
That was Sarah Lise with Day One, and before that we had Trollhagen with Jaw Drop, and at the top, as you know, we had Trollgasm with Swamp Swagger. Now to move on into the interview section of the show. So as I mentioned before at the top, this is one that JDK and myself did at the basement with the recent Stone Sovereign show um, by Gurf Sword Productions, uh, which is cool to bring bands like that through Canberra um, and also give it a bit more of a folk metal vibe. So we're going to kick off the interview section with Stone Sovereign Stormstrike here on Canberra Metalheads. (laughs) 
bloodthirsty offspring of giants and orcs, the beastmen of Far Northern Barn. Crossed on the ice in the midwinter's chill to claim the Northlands from our king. Roaring, flashing, crocketing, gnashing, nor fire scourge of the gods. Raving and bailing, elderly failing to hold back the Chosen of the sky, ascend, your time has come, here I'll rise Loose, the lightning bolts call the winds to war See, the frozen north rip from the shore Eldrani forces campaign in the south, bringing a roadside to heal The people abandoned, were eaten or slain, enslaved like some beasts to be tamed Torn by their pain, spurred by their need one brave man fought back alone His power was lifted The sky serpent gifted The power to master the storm Hail! Storms right up, chosen of the sky Ascend, your time has come Hear our cries Loose, the lightning bolts Call the winds to war See, the frozen north rip from the shore Welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Marky Malpas and JDK, and uh, tonight we're joined here with uh, some of the members of Stone Sovereign. So, starting from left to right, we've got I'm um, Jordan and Greg, and I'm Matt. Cool. Um, so, Jordan singer, Greg, your uh, guitarist. Yes, that's right. Um, and then Matt's on drums. Uh, that's cool to have you know we've got a bit of everything um here tonight with you know you got your your um multiple different parts of the band you've got the drummer drummer in don't usually get drummers every time usually uh the the one talking for the band will be the singer or guitarist so it's cool to have that dynamic yeah they don't let the drummer out very often (laughs) (laughs) oh man um so you guys are here this is um part of um part of a tour with um Tonight you're playing with um, Black Mountain Old and um, Oathbinder. That's right. Um, so, 
I mean, how's things going so far? You managed to get here um, ready for this gig tonight. I heard you guys do sound check before. How's things shaping up? Uh, yeah, it's looking good. Um, bit of a long one. Drove from Newcastle today, but uh, we managed to make pretty good time, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys all um, head off. You have to head off um, pretty well early enough in the afternoon to get here on time. You um, staying here in Canberra tonight? Yeah, we are. We're staying... Um Oh, Staying in town, it's called, but yeah, around Canberra somewhere, um, about twenty minutes away or something. But I think early in the morning we get to head off and um, go to Wollongong next. So that's the next one in the tour. Yeah, Wollongong tomorrow, and then Sydney on Sunday. Cool. Uh, and this whole thing was uh, put together by um, the guys at Gurf Sword um, Promotions, which was Carl from Sarah Lise, If anyone doesn't know, yeah, Carl um, French and uh, Tim Brown as well in, in Gurf That's right. Yeah, Tim Brown. We've had him on the show before for uh, Quest Fest last time, so it's uh, good good to you know make that connection back to a previous episode, so people are more familiar with it. Um, you guys mentioned before you've you've got an album out. Um, what's it like playing songs from the album to a crowd? Is it, how do you find the dynamic between you know studio and stage? Uh, well, we've been playing these songs. For, I think we've been working on it for two years um, so if anything now we, we would like to play some new songs um, but uh, it's always great to see the crowd reaction especially when people are into it um, and we've gone through all the effort to make it if they're, if they're feeling it then it's you know, next level then um, it's also pretty good if um, <coughs> people you know, might know the song that they're now listening to and they just recognise it from the CD they're just like ah oh, I know that one and get yep. along with that yeah good Sing the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Uh, no, it's always cool to have um, crowd involvement. I mean, we um, back announced a track before with the um, Storm Strider. Um, that was at the top of the interview. It's also on the on the album. Um, anyone listening back to the episode that was at the show tonight, you know, you might remember. I love it when you when you hear a song and you remember when it was played live. Uh, it's kind of like it changes your impression of the song. And obviously, you guys. Um, have a really cool stage presence, you know, by dressing up and, and that sort of thing. What's that? What's it like getting ready for every show, you know? Yeah, so the, the dressing up helps us get in the get in the zone of getting on stage. Yep. Uh, yeah, it it um it's something that we've we've been we've been doing for for a while, and I think it works. Cool. Yeah, it, it's just uh, about trying to visualize what what the album is about because it's uh, thematically all. Uh, medieval and fantasy uh, vibe to it so it makes sense for us to try and look the part and then help people sort of get that suspension of disbelief and buy in a little bit it can also be a massive pain in the ass as well (laughs) (laughs) having to uh do makeup in the mirror and stuff like that and get your especially for me getting the robes all nice and flowy and all that sort of stuff Uh, yeah but it's it's worth it in the end because people just like it, it draws attention i guess and that's in the end what you want as yep. a band to draw some attention to yourself that stage presence yeah yeah exactly yeah I, 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 I do a bit of uh, stuff in black metal robes and stuff and I find that it like helps me amp myself up and not be as concerned about other things and you know get right in the zone do you guys do kind of any other medieval kind of reenactment stuff or um no we're, we're not into the LARPing per se but we um 
we play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that's you know <laughs> that's that's probably as close to the role playing as we as we get. Um, but we do love. Uh, we played the first Quest Fest yeah, ever that was here, and uh, just being in a whole room full of costume people uh, was an amazing feeling. Not being the only ones, um, and I think the the vibe is much better when the crowd's into it as well. You know, it's that feedback. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like, for example, you mentioned QuestFest before. That's a night where, and, and that's why Tim Brown was on the show before because it was leading up to QuestFest 2. You guys plays, played QuestFest 1, the original. Um, it's a it's a cool night to just know that not only the bands are, are part of the, um, the atmosphere, but also, you know, the fans are all dressing up. People, they, they have cosplay competitions, dress-up stuff, prizes, all that sort of thing. It just adds. We we're talking before the interview off mic. Like it's um, adds to the whole vibe of of the event to have everybody kind of like involved instead of just the bands. Um, have you played anything aside from Quest Fest? Any like themed nights before? Uh, we play uh, Dragon's Bane Folk Metal Festival in Dubbo. Okay. Uh, a couple of times. I think there's. Are they up to like four now? Three, I think. Three. Uh, yeah, we play those. They're not they're not so much like costume yep. sort of gigs, but all the bands on there are fantasy or um, you know power metal and and folk metal. So it's it's similar sort of vibe, but nothing on Quest Fest. Yeah, cool. Well, like we said before, that was Quest Fest too recently, and then well, you can only you know um, expect bigger and better things from the from the future ones. So it's off on a good start, man, and. Like considering the um, attention that um, it's already got from people saying like, "Hey man, were you at QuestFest?" Like, dude, I worked that night, and there was people. It was because it's like a whole show. There's a, a fair few bands on there. There was like stalls set up. People like not just your standard merch, but people like with with you know additional things to get. Yeah, um, that's like a chainmail tie. Yes, yeah, I, I bought some new uh, leather armor. Um, there was heaps of, uh, I think it was Dark Knight, Dark Knight Armory. Yeah, stuff that was there, which was awesome. Big larping weapons and horns and whatnot. Yeah, I think um, I was bartending on the night, and I think the best I could um, choose to be able to work and dress up was um, I just got one of the utility kilts, the you know the util kilts, and just. Yeah, just just <laughs> worked worked behind the bar with it with the kilt on, but you know you, I guess you got to kind of um, adapt to your environment depending on you know what you're planning on doing. Do you ever have that any issues with like dressing up and being able to play at the same time? Do you cook on stage or anything like that? Sometimes, yeah. There's a lot of times where I have to take like the top layer off. Yep. Uh, Mid set or something like that. Um, That'd get an applause in most bars, so I'm sh- I'm sure that. Oh, my bod's not worthy of applause though. So um, here we are. Metal uh, metal like, band adds three points. Yeah, but like uh, in Newcastle last night, for instance, they had the heaters on. Oh, so hot. For some reason. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to, I had to take that off pretty quick. They uh, wanted you to strip down. That's probably. Why. It was a big conspiracy, but uh, here tonight, here tonight, it's not too bad because Canberra's quite a bit cooler than. Yep. On the coast, yep. so um, yeah, uh, sometimes. Especially for me, I get like I don't know the bottom of a robe snagged or the sleeve gets cut yeah yeah <laughs> or something like that. Yep, it's part it's part of the course. But basically, when you wear something really dangly and long. Yep. Yeah, I noticed. Um, bang with a hoodie. Yeah, that's have a the whole hoodie <laughs> swoop over your face. Or... Oh yeah, I've done, I've had that too. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I, I was saying before as well, um, off mic with the Heathen Fest stuff, it's uh, another, it's not themed in the same way that um, that Quest Fest is, but whenever we, whenever South Coast Metalheads runs that, it's like a kind of, I dress up in a Viking outfit just to host the beard competition, you know, because that's, um, it creates to the feel of having a vibe, uh, like a themed night. And the, the amount of times, so when I had the three winners of the beard competition in front of me, we got a photo together. And when I made that my cover photo, I had people asking like, cool, man, what's your band's name? Oh, it's not a band. We're just four dudes with beards <laughs> that got a photo together. So... That's all right. Um, when we get a band photo together, it's usually because the other four have beers and everyone else asks, who's the girl when it comes to me? <laughs> <laughs> you're so pretty. I'm oh. a cute one. <laughs> um, another good fun thing to do, like around where we live anyway in Orange and stuff like that, is Iron Fest. Yep. It's, um, it's, it's not a music thing, but it's just a bunch of people. There's like military reenactments, there's blacksmithing, there's all sorts yeah. of stuff. And jousting and yeah, uh, yeah. archery and all this other sort of stuff. That's and cool. Viking blokes cooking stew and whatnot. It's a really, really <laughs> good time there. Yep. So where's that? Um, That's in Lithgow. Yep. Okay. I don't know what the date is next year, but yep. um, I went. Th- I went this year in my band costume, and yeah, it's good fun. I recommend that anyone go to it. It's a lot of lot of good fun. Yeah. It's cool to hear more rural shows picking up like that. I know that they had. Um, a few there's stuff going on in the blue mountains and you know stuff right down to well we we chatted to a band from um victoria um like in a few few episodes ago and we were sort of talking about how once you connect those um dots on the map you've got like a bit of you can do like a tour down the coast and you can sort of start in sydney and in melbourne but still hit like five spots on the way Tour Connect is power, paramount to building the Australian scene, man. Yep. That's what everyone needs to be working on. Yeah, that's uh, that's basically what we're doing. Um, so we did Newcastle, Canberra, Wollongong, Sydney. Yep. Um, then we're going out to stay with Carl French for a couple of days out in Narandra. And we're doing uh, Wollongong and then uh, two shows in Melbourne and one in Geelong as well. So it's out and then back to Dubbo and then Orange at the end. So yep. nice big loop. Yeah, no, uh, we got a couple bands like Deprivations, mostly based in Canberra now, but they started in Orange. Um, George, our other guitarist, used to actually be in Deprivation. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, they're fairly fairly much based in Canberra now, but they started in Orange. Um, I got history in Orange um, as well. Uh, there's also um, uh, Infested Entrails. Yeah, it's uh, Jordan here, but used to be the vocalist for Infested. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so they play, have you played here with Infested before? No, I haven't. My uh, stint with Infested was quite short. Okay. Um, it was a lot of good fun that I had with them. Uh, we're just a bit too different, and yeah. uh, that's what happened there. Yeah, and then you so you've found a place now with um, Stone Sovereign, and uh, how's, how's the dynamic going here? How long have you been in Stone Sovereign for? Oh, nearly about three, four years, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I, I joined uh, after... Um, the old singer slash guitarist uh, Jacko left, yep. and uh, I basically got a message from Greg on Facebook saying, uh, "We need a vocalist for a show we got at the Vic in Orange." Um, in like two weeks. In like two weeks' time, uh, can can you um can you fill in? I was just like, "Oh yeah, cool," and he said, and he just said, "Oh caveat, you have to wear um a costume and all that." I'm like, <laughs> "That's that's not really going to stop me." So yeah, I did that, and that's where it went from there, pretty much with me. Yep. 
Mm. Yeah, that, that's cool, man. Like, I think um, I've seen um, Infested and Trails play here for um, a few gigs when they were a five-piece and then a four-piece. Um, so I was in that time. Um, and that was, to be honest, man, that was long enough ago where um, they had Hortopsy on the bill and they weren't... Um, I think it was their... They weren't headlining um, or they were, it was their first headline show in Canberra. A long time since so, yeah. Yeah. So it's that, been. That's that. The last time Infested was a five piece would be. A decade. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, time. at least six years. It could have been a like a. You're thinking uh, Sands bass player, so, so like one number down because they haven't had. The a last bass player for Infested with was Josh Lee, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so it's like four and three piece. Oh right. Six. Okay. Yeah. So not not <laughs> not five and four, three and four. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I, I went one octave higher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. There we go. Um, yeah. But I remember the bill was um, like, I mean, away from, this is more of like a death metal reference and brutal death metal bands that I'm talking here. But I mean, you there was um, like The Mung. I don't know if you heard, heard, heard uh, tortured a local band, Hortopsy. Um, yeah. And so it was like a full death metal night. But since then bands like Hortopsy have just gone right to the top yeah when you when you look through early bands you're like oh look at all these early shows and then now look at where they're going bands like King Parrot like just playing so many shows a year and now they're just doing massive stuff have you guys been on any big festival bills where you're kind of playing with um like on on multiple bands on stages or anything like that before uh the biggest we've done is probably the first quest fest yep yeah yeah, we did. Uh, I think we played a show with King Parrot once. Um, that that was when I was still in Infested and you were still with Tomes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was in the old days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we've uh, you know Dragon's Bane and Quest Fest. That's sort of the the biggest festival type thing that we've done at the moment, um, which is that is sort of that local vibe still. Cool. Um, I mean, there's not really many big festivals left, um, unfortunately. But we'd love to play one one day. That'd be great. Well, see, the thing is with um, like the the like the folk metal sort of um, and black metal scene, which is kind of tonight's like a bit of a mix of black and um, like folk with old as well, and then some hybrid sort of stuff. Another thing is like there's so many different um, categories; it's hard to place everybody. And I like a good mixed bill most of the time, anyway. You know. Um, as well as themed nights with, you know, like, even Quest Fest wasn't all folk bands, you know. No, it's no, you, had, uh, bands, you had bands like Tamil and Empire and yep. all that sort of stuff, and you had Battle Bard as well. Yeah, like a so power you got, metal So you got power metal, you got, you got really cool Arabic, Turkish sort of black metal sort of stuff. It was really, really cool to just have that mix in there as well. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the coolest thing about the, the Australian folk metal in inverted commas um scene <laughs> is that it's pretty much just fantasy metal that like we can make it whatever the hell we want and it fits um so because every band is is so unique in the scene so everyone can kind of get away with a lot really yeah exactly man the it's it's good to mix it up man like i said um also keeping it to that niche 
sort of um well not really niche but you can you can do like you said what you want with the band to take it in whatever direction i i know that over time bands um, can change their sound if they get influences by different new members joining you know things like that it can change it yeah. have you guys got any new material coming or a new album that you could talk about that you have uh where you're trying these new things uh, so after after this tour is over, we're um, we're gonna write some material for for the new album. Um, we've already already sort of started on that, but yeah, it'll, it'll be a while before any any of that comes to to light. Yeah, this album just came out in June, um, so it's still pretty fresh. But pretty fresh. Uh, pretty much after the tour, uh, I think we've got a few guitar bits and pieces uh, for a few songs already, a few lyrical ideas. Um, so we're hoping to be able to knock out a few new songs pretty soon and then trial them over the next sort of six months. We're hoping to get a banjo in one of the songs for the next album. Must be a banjo. A banjo, yep. Excellent. Like we were saying before, it's cool to be able to just say, hey, I want to include this into the into it and be able to incorporate something like that. Um, do So has anybody picked up um, any banjo playing lately or are you going to have a feature? Uh, it's it's going to be a feature by Joshua Slattery. He's the, the guy that actually did our music video for okay. Across the Boiling Sea. Yep. Um, so he's going to come in and play play a bit of banjo on our sort of Wild West track. Awesome. And so you guys filmed the music video for that one. What was um, how was that? Now, is it, do you have more than one music video, or is it was it all sort of fresh with that one? Uh, no, it was just the one. We basically contacted my friend uh, Joshua, who um, but my best mate actually, and uh, we I just I got a message from Greg asking could he draw some pictures just for a sort of slideshow sort of thing for the for a lyric video to put on YouTube just to basically promote the album. And Josh says, okay, I'll do that. He ends up drawing a bunch of pictures and he ends up like slightly animating it. If you've seen it, you see how it's like animated and all that sort of stuff. Yep. It ended up taking him about 120 hours to do the whole thing. And he said, he said to me afterwards, he, um, goes i could have spent another 30 on it but it would have only been five percent better so i just kind of left it there <laughs> he, um yeah he was he was really really good about it and um yeah massive thanks to him was yeah shout amazing. out to that well um obviously people listen back to the episode um as it gets released but then as part of uh, of the same episode i'll share the um, video on the page so that it's a good reference point for 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 that um we tend to um, not just have like a standard. Here's the episode, but usually we'll follow it up with like a you know we'll sh- we'll share some music or references that we made in the episode on the page, so it becomes like a whole whole uh, feature. So that's always always cool to have that. It's like for example with um, one of the previous bands that we interviewed, they did a music uh, like a lyric video for Deathbeds. It's a like a Canberra deathcore band. And um, they were saying that basically what ha- in, in the interview this came up, the um, the point was that they rendered the um, music video and there was like a at the end. So instead of saying like biggest sin of them all, it said biggest sing of them all. Um, and the singer Dave was saying that, oh yeah, that's perfect, man. But I just need to change that last bit. And there's like already rendered, man. It's probably gonna take. It'll be ready somewhere between the next ten to seventeen hours. <laughs> 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 so, um, but yeah, it's just funny how little things like that happen. Um, but yeah, he, they just released it the next day, and it still went out. And it's cool to, 
I think I see a lot, we've seen um, um, a band do the um, one of the early episodes of the show was straight after a lyric video went out and I'm noticing more of a trend to go towards lyric videos um, I guess with more of the animation and and um, uh, digital platforms becoming readily available instead of just for you know um, people that are into graphic design it's cool to be able to see you know how many different creative music videos come up I'd like to have a um, one of our one of our songs done in one of those um, sort of things where the the anima- animation style changes every 13 seconds yeah and just have that sort of thing but that, yeah. that's just a, a cool thing that I have in my head kind of We've got uh, plans for after the tour. We're going to try and put together a montage of video clips from the shows and photos and whatever and, and yep. turn that into a music clip. Yeah. Um, and then we've got plans to do a, a sock puppet video, essentially. That'd be one cool. one of our songs, just <laughs> for a laugh, because we can. Do you have one in mind yet? Yeah, yeah. So, Last Drink Before Sunrise yep. um, is our sort of drinking song yep. about uh, sailing and pirates and raiding and stuff. Cool, man. Um, so, that'll, that'll hopefully be our sock puppet video. Cool. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with that um, as like a teaser, and obviously um, you guys are playing tonight with um, yeah with, with with the guys from old. Um, anyone listening back to the episode, hope you guys enjoyed the show, um, and you know heard a little bit more about the band. So we're closing it up now with one of your tracks um, with the. I think it's the Spear of Aristoft. That's right. So um, we'll play that one now. And uh, thanks for uh, listening to the interview. Make sure you go over and check these guys out on social media. You've got Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram. uh, And you can get the album on just about anywhere now. Google Play, uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Spotify. It's on YouTube YouTube. even. Yep, all the standard platforms. But you can buy physicals from your Bandcamp site. Yeah, you can order. Oh, sorry, buy a digital version from Um, Bandcamp. Yeah, digital and physical. You can order through the Bandcamp or at any one of our shows. Cool. We also have shirts and badges. Cool. Exactly. Well, um, you know, have... We'll be doing a promotion with this show where um, you can win a um, one of the albums and a badge. So make sure you share this episode and um, you'll be able to pick up a copy of that. So check out our Facebook page for more info on how you can win that one. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks very much.
Stone Sovereign with The Spear of Arasoft. Um, before that, we had the interview that Jada Kane and myself did with the guys from Stone Sovereign. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Getting a bit more uh, of a uh, different variety of metal on the show. It's always good to mix it up. And uh, now we're going to have another bracket of uh, old school metal from um, from Canberra. We're going to kick off the first bracket with a, uh, a band that these guys, they got a good name in the scene. These guys aren't gigging anymore, but it's always good to play, uh, play their music as a callback. So this is Temple Stowe with This Awful Abyss here on Canberra Metal. Heads. Yeah. 
right, that was Liquid with Polarizer. Before that, we had Hellbringer with Domination of Darkness. And as you know, at the top, we had Templestowe with This Wrathful Abyss. Good old school bracket there. All those um, bands are from the old school Canberra scene. Uh, speaking of gigs, now we're going to move into the gig guide. Giggity! <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the gig guide. Canberra Metalhead's gig guide. Giggity. On the 19th of July at the basement, we got the Trapped Under Ice gig with bands such as The Culture Inns, Chud, Reign of Terror, Clarity of Chaos, Black Mountain, Cockbelch, Inebriator, Cognizant, and Mog. And also added to the lineup is Inaxis. Hi, Locke here from Inaxis. Come to the basement Friday the 19th of July and watch us play at the Trapped Under Ice Fire Festival. Thanks. <laughs> And also added to the lineup is Inaxis. Uh, hi, it's Locke here from Inaxis. Come to the basement next Friday night for the Trapped Under Ice. Damn it, stuffed it up. Let me do it again. Um, sorry, one second. Hi, Locke here from Inaxis. Come to the basement next Friday, the 19th of July, and watch us play at the Trapped Under Ice Fire Festival. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> On the 26th of July at the basement in the winter tour, we have Circles, Ebon Ivory and Escape Syndrome. On the 2nd of August at Transibar, we've got Red Gazelle uh, with their Natural Rejection single tour with bands such as Sonic Tide and Blissphorus. On the 9th of August at Transibar, we've got Fata Comply, Sketch Method, Charlotte and the Harlots and Two Mums. Sixteenth <laughs> of August at the basement, we've got Death versus Grind with Wretch. Point seventeen as Flesh Decays, The Plague, and Blood Bomb. And on the twenty third of August, we have Devil Driver and All That Remains. International gigs. Kicking off the international gig guide, we've got Disentombed with their Australian New Zealand tour starting on the 12th of July in Melbourne at North Coast Social Club, 13th of July in Brisbane at Dead of Winter Festival, 20th of July, Sydney Crowbar, 26th of July, Adelaide Edma Bar, 27th of July, Hobart at the Brisbane Hotel, 15th of August, Wellington, Valhalla, 16th of August, Christchurch at Club Tavern, 17th of August, Auckland at Neck of the Woods. So you got Beast Wars and Witch Skull on their tour, uh, 11th of July at Sydney at Crowbar, 12th of July Melbourne at the SB, uh, 13th of July at Brisbane at the Dead of Winter Fest uh, as well, um, without Witch Skull, however. We also got Dark Funeral with Immolation, Abramelin, Christ Dismembered and Reaper on the 6th of September at Sydney Crowbar and 6th of September Melbourne Max Watts. We have Cradle of Filth performing the whole of uh, Cruelty and the Beast uh, on the 3rd of September, Perth at the Capitol, 4th of September, Adelaide at Governor Hindmarsh, uh, 6th of September, Melbourne 170 Russell, 7th of September, Brisbane the Valley Drive-In, and 8th of September, Sydney Metro Theatre, 10th of September, Canberra the Basement, and 12th of September, Auckland the Studio. Hey, 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 hey. 
Go to gigs every day. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Alrighty, that was the Canberra Metalheads gig guide. Speaking of upcoming gigs, as in the gig guide, these guys have got a gig coming up. So this next um, track is by Red Gazelle with their song Natural Rejection. If you want to watch them play this live um, in the next coming few weeks. So um, let's kick it off with their track, Natural Rejection, here on Canberra Metalheads.
That was Devil Driver with Dad's Gonna Kill Me. Before that, we had All That Remains with Wasteland. And at the top, we had Red Gazelle with Natural Rejection. Uh, all those tracks there are from bands that are playing in the next few weeks in Canberra. So make sure you uh, go out and watch those performances live. It's always uh, better to be able to put the studio edition of the tracks to the live edition, watch both of them, and get out and uh, support live music. Speaking of uh, supporting live music, you can head on over to the Canberra metalheads facebook page and uh we've also got instagram and uh while you're there you can check out the link in our description which will take you to the big cartel site where you can actually buy our canberra metalhead shirts and hoodies uh at the moment we're running a special where the uh hoodies are free shipping you just got to put in the promotion code winter that's w-i-n-t-e-r at checkout to receive free shipping on our hoodies and we've also got a hoodie and patch um deal as well so head on over there to check that one out but that's all we got time for this week closing up the show this has been episode 62 you've been listening to mikey malpas and earlier in the show we also heard jada k in the interview section closing out the show now with a uh, local doom band um called futility with their track nothing and until next week keep it metal guys
Yeah!